Welcome back, gentlemen. Are we ready? We are ready. Let's do it. Welcome to another episode of Geek Fanthology. I am your host, Neil Cordray, and I'm joined this week by... The one true Ben. And... Mike. And even though, yes, we uh, we had an episode that went out two weeks ago, we have not recorded for about a month. So hello, welcome back. It is now 2019. Unless you're listening to us from the future. Bum, bum, bum. Um, Where's my flying car? <laughs> I've been asking that for like 20 years. <laughs> it's almost here. They have drones for that now. I've seen actually some YouTube videos of people making quad car copters that are big enough to lift a person. We're getting there. Getting there. Yeah, getting it's, it's never going to be safe, but we're getting there. Right? Oh, you know, you know and we're, we're getting to the year of Blade Runner. Yeah. Yeah, isn't that like 2020? Uh, I don't know. We get, well, all I know is we we need uh, we are behind schedule for replicants off world colonization. I thought uh, it was a fun milestone when we we went past the uh, year that Marty McFly traveled to and Back to the Future too. Right? Yeah. I thought <laughs> we're supposed to. Say, yeah, our clothes did not change nearly as much <laughs> as I expected. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Cars are about the same price, about the right price though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, no, um, 2019 is the year in which Blade Runner occurs, actually. Yeah, that's ah. what I was saying. <laughs> We've only got a few months to get, you know, to get those buildings up. And well, hey, man. And, yeah. and, 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 and to popularize guys. people like where, with like a stripe of blue across their entire face as makeup. No, no, David Bowie did that years ago. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and you know what? It looked pretty good on him, too. Yash, yeah. Yash and Critical Role kind of has that thing going on, too. Yeah. Um, so. The... Uh, we have kind of the AI is getting there. We just need the robot chassis to match, right? Right, exactly. Speaking of which, the uh, this is just a fun little side. AI recently destroyed human pros in StarCraft too. So you know we're teaching AI to defeat us in war. What could possibly go wrong? Exactly. Yeah. Where's well, the heart in okay. that? <laughs> That's okay because Earth does not have anywhere near enough Vespine gas. Mm. So I've heard we require more of it. Yes. <laughs> and you must construct additional pylons. Um. <laughs> yep, yep. Which is a fun Cards Against Humanity card, by the way. Indeed. <laughs> you have to get someone who can read, you must construct additional pylons. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a rule I always have on that, is that you have to do the voice yeah. if you have a card like that. Which, yeah, having never played Star Also, you have, to, you, have to, you have to read it, bees? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, what's yeah. been going on? Uh, quick, uh, quick many things news. have happened in the last month since we recorded. We've been we're going over what's going to happen. We're so. going to try to hit the highlights. Yeah, that was last That was last episode. Um, yeah. Well, we were just doing that again. Uh, so. Yeah, that's so, a future brand. Yeah. Um, right. So, what happened? Um, Bungie left Blizzard. They took Destiny with them. That's yep. a thing. That was That's big and recent news. Um they, they left Activision Blizzard to be Activision precise. Blizzard, yes. Right, right. And I more of the Activision end that they're really leaving. They're, that That is what the general scuttlebutt has been concerning. Yep. And I hear that there's a hilarious... Um, Penny Arcade, Arcade comic, comic, yes. Yeah, that. yeah it's worth... Uh, last it's... week, Penny Arcade did a great comic on that. It involves a burning house. Read it. Love it. Um, <laughs> read it and laugh. By the way, scuttlebutt is a really house. fun word. I love saying scuttlebutt. It's a good one. So, so is shenanigans. Yeah. Shenanigans. Smorgasbord is, kind of like is up there, too. 
Well, uh, actually, shenanigans is of a, is a is a Gaelic root. So. Yeah. Now the scuttlebutt is that there's a smorgasbord of shenanigans happening lately. <laughs> See, <laughs> now you, when you mad libs it, it's even better. You killed it, Mike. You killed it. <laughs> no, no, I think he, I think you brought it back to life. I'll have to get my shillelagh and kill it. Mm. <laughs> Uh, speaking of future themed stuff, though, uh, Cyberpunk 2077, CD Projekt Red, the developers that do that game, they had a writer, one of their top writers, poached from uh, by Blizzard. So that's kind of a segue into both the Blizzard, Activision stuff, and the futuristic theme. Yep. Yeah. So I'm kind of ambivalent. It's kind of like, oh, that's too bad for them, but hey, maybe we could get a Blizzard game that has good writing again, because it's been like 10 years since that's happened. Right? It'd be nice. Yeah. But don't get me wrong, I've, I like pretty much all Blizzard's games, but the writing has been embarrassing. StarCraft 2 is a very fun game, terrible writing. Diablo 3, very fun game, terrible writing. That is something they've been lacking lately. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, they stopped. Here, here, let me summarize it for all the people that may not be that familiar with uh, recent Blizzard games. Everything was going fine until corruption. That's basically the extent uh, of their that's writing. That's been 90% of their writing. Um, yeah. Also, in, in <laughs> Blizzard news, um, Blizzard shut down their esports wing for uh, Heroes of the Storm. Oh, yeah, yeah. I actually, I'm the big HOTS player here, so I, yeah. I have the most vested interest. <clears throat> and, uh, um, I didn't in, care about that game, I didn't play it, but I felt bad for people who had been gearing up to like oh, well, play the damn Pro Tour and that, now that, are out of work. Well, the handling of it was so god-awful. It happened like on a Tuesday, like three days after a press release had happened about it. Right, like they were telling people up into the very last moment, like, oh yeah, you know. It's, it's gonna happen, it's gonna, gonna happen, happen, it's gonna be great. They just don't have the details, and then they just then pulled dead. the rug out from everyone. And it was a real one-two punch with the bad PR, because the first thing, you had BlizzCon, where they had their big announcement be a mobile phone game. Do, for do people not have phones? Oh my god. That was oh jeez. Learn to read a room. But do you, we, do we, you guys not have phones? We we I think we ranted yeah. about this a few episodes back. It, it bears repeating though. And, yeah. and by the way, I I want to put on record here. This is the worst PR move I've seen by a game company since the release, uh, the run up to the release of Xbox One, where they're saying everything was going to have to be online. And the PR social media guy goes, "Deal with it." Hashtag deal with it. And I'm like, oh. No, did that's you not, not learn anything from Apple saying not how you do it. Yeah, did you not hear, did you learn or, anything from Apple saying you're holding the phone wrong? That's why it's not working. <laughs> and, 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 and also, like there are there are arguments back then, like you, you it's coded that way. You can't change the code. Yeah. Yes, right. you can. It's like a reverse uh, octave. That's breakup. why it's, it's not called me, it's you. code, right? <laughs> and, and the thing is, is you know, it's like it's like. Okay, you say that to a community who mods the fuck out of everything, yeah. and you yeah. tell you can't change the code. Well, and someone out there is gonna say, "Want to bet?" Well, <laughs> well, no. Somebody did go out there and they yeah. they jailbroke their their Xbox, and within one week had turned off the online server check. Yeah. For their Xbox One. Well, they tried one. to claim that you couldn't do it without the Kinect, and then because of the massive backlash, they started selling the systems without the Kinect. Yeah. That yeah, it was it was a bald face PR, money grab. This was four years ago, but I love how we're getting mad about it now. Well, I have an Xbox One, so I have a stake in it. Yeah, By the way, I'm, I like the Connect, and it sucked that it never caught on because it was actually pretty. Oh cool. yeah, it was it was it was a really just got no depth support. And yeah. then when they started selling the systems without it, it was dead in the water because then the developers couldn't assume that the whole base has it anymore. Exactly, it was a really cool concept. And to this day, the voice activation is pretty nifty. Yeah. Anyway, rip yeah. Connect. Yeah. Xbox kill. Yeah. 
what else we got? Uh, I think it's probably mentioned the last time, but the Disney-Fox merger is officially, official, official everywhere. Yep. Like, that is a completely thing, and there's no... It is done. Disney now owns the rest of your childhood that it didn't own beforehand. Yep. Um, we are Disney, <coughs> Disney resistance is futile. Your IP will be will be assimilated into our consciousness, and we will lobby so hard that copy that it, nothing will ever enter into the public domain ever, yeah. ever, right. ever. Although this is actually not true, because uh, on January first, a large <coughs> number of written works, yep. for the first time in a long time, did in fact enter into the public domain. Yeah, I saw that again, it's which is great. I'm hoping that you know. Really, all that all that Disney needs is is for someone to write a thing that says things can enter into the public domain except Mickey Mouse, <laughs> and then Disney would be fine. Yeah, right. Well, see, and perish forbid Disney ever decide to go into actual publishing the way they've gone into every other form of entertainment. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, because yeah. then nothing would go into public domain ever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because they want to they own and monetize it forever. Exactly. I mean, I understand it from a business perspective. It's just not good from a societal perspective. Right. Exactly. Oh, well. In any case. Um, so, uh, let's see. Uh, Punisher Season 2 was released recently. I Yeah, I, with... Last week, so... So I'm wondering how long it'll take for Netflix to announce that we're not that we're not getting season three of Punisher. Right. Well, I mean, it was never really assumed it will necessarily get another season, to be fair. Well, yeah, but I'm waiting for the official announcement now. Yeah. The only one that hasn't been officially announced as not getting another season was, what, Jessica Jones? Jones, yeah. Without, uh, without spoiling anything here, I have watched season two, and I will just say that um, it ended... Well, and I don't feel like I need a season three. Yeah, like I actually think it's a pretty like you know contained thing. Well, season where, one ended well too. Yeah, and that's another thing I will. That's another positive thing I'll say about the Punisher series is that both seasons are, you know, I mean, obviously season two has some stuff that you have to kind of see at least a recap season one to really get. But they're self-contained. But they're great. That, yeah, they're yeah. self-contained story arcs with good character development and stuff. It's it's actually really good. Yeah. Yep. And we'll, we'll do a Punisher episode something. relatively soon, yeah. I'm sure. We didn't yes. do Punisher once, so we'll probably just do Punisher. We'll punish you with Punisher. Yes. Um, other news-ish news of newsy news? Netflix is developing a Resident Evil series. Ah, uh, yes. That's a thing. Yeah. So Resident Evil 2 Remaster just cancel. came out recently, so they're probably going to yeah. try and cash grab remaster. catch on the hype train on that. It looks like a really good remaster. <laughs> Don't though. get me wrong, I'm sure it's great, but f- full price, really, guys? Full price Resident <laughs> Evil 2. Well, I mean... When you look at the model quality from the first game to the to the new game, it probably took about that much development work. Even though they didn't have to, even though they didn't have to do a story, they had to build an engine from the ground up. They had to build assets from the ground up. Yeah, that's where the majority of that and marketing is where the majority of costs come from. And you know they marketed the fuck out of it. So, I can understand a full price game. I I think that probably charging forty bucks for it would have been better. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like. Not not bargain bin, but like the mid range where it's like maybe forty forty five or something, not yeah. sixty. But at the same time, I can I, I actually can, from someone who you know ranted hard about price about monetization of types in in our game ethics episode. Yeah, I can actually totally see and 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 respect the decision to make to to price it at sixty bucks. Oh, and you know it'll I'm sure it'll. It'll perform. It'll and it, the price will reduce over time. Yeah, because all games do. 
Yeah. Um, New seasons of Orville and Star Trek Discovery for all you sci-fi junkies out there. Yeah. Which you probably already know if, if you are. Right. Yeah. If and you if you have uh, the streaming services necessary to uh, watch. Right. Uh, well, which is funny because like, Orville, I guess, is on Fox. But yeah, but you can yeah. get it on Hulu. But you can just catch it on Hulu. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I gotta say, I mean, Discovery has really, really upped. Uh, again, of course, they brought uh, they brought um, Jonathan Frakes in to um, to do the the second episode of the season. Okay, um, and I know who Jonathan Frakes is. He grew a beard and everything. Yeah, um, yeah, and it, in and bringing in Pike and everything. It's it's been a really good season so far. Um, so we got to make sure we allow enough time for a quick DCEU roundtable. Yeah, yeah well, we've only been talking for twelve minutes. Um, but yeah, we should probably cut end this here. Any other any other news of newsy news that's worth newsing? Nope, not really. There, there's new trailers for a lot of stuff. Obviously, oh, Spider Man, yeah. Shazam. P- people have been pe- people have been getting all mad that saying they released a, a trailer for Spider Man Far From Home. <clears throat> now we know that nothing that happened in Infinity War mattered. I'm like, how do you not already know that? It's like, well, um, you realize he had a three movie contract, right? Yeah. yeah. Either it's like. Either like, the contract or the financial returns in the first Spider-Man movie was the real announcement that he would be fine. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly, like, exactly. It's like, um, no, no, like, he's coming back. Like, the three movies were not this and then two Infinity War movies. Oh, especially since he died in one. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is... Spoilers, okay, and, and, yeah, and here's it's the on thing. Netflix now. I don't think anyone cares about spoilers. Yeah, yeah here's no, the that thing. In, Infinity Wars. Anybody who knows anything about Infinity Wars knows that they undo most of what Thanos does. Yeah, it's only been in comics for how many years? Yeah, it's almost like characters died <laughs> like since the eighties. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's almost like there's a thing called Marvel dead. Yeah. <laughs> so, there's, the old, dead. there's the old line that nobody that in comics nobody stays dead. Except Jason Todd, Bucky, and Uncle Ben. And Captain Marvel. What's really funny about about those three people is that of those three, only mm-hmm. Uncle Ben has right. not actually been resurrected at this point. Right, right. Although Jean Grey still holds the record for a number of resurrections, I think. Um, weren't, you, weren't you dead last week? Yeah. <laughs> well, when you become a character that is literally named Phoenix, yeah. you kind of expect two more deaths and I get a free set of steak knives. Yeah, yeah you, get, you get that punch frequent card, flyer. you get a free sub. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Frequent, flyer, <laughs> fre- frequent flyer miles with Charon. Uh, so. so anyway, DC EU guys, yeah, um, yeah, which is has gone from DCU to DCEU to you know, my kind of channeling the honest trailers guy there, DC yeah. Europe, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, okay, when you look at their track record so far, they've been getting progressively better, I would say, yeah, and, and, and which is kind of the opposite of Marvel in the most part. Well, I mean, Marvel started off good. But stayed pretty damn good. Yeah, it's more like they plateaued for the most part. Yeah, and, and you, you know you can always yeah. expect something good. From there have Marvel. been some exceptions, like I think Doctor Strange was a high point. Doctor Strange that, was such that a good up movie. The game. That was really good. And oh, um, other geek news um, for the first time in in ever, <laughs> a comic book movie has been nominated for best motion picture by the by the Academy of Motion of, of uh, Motion Pictures and Art Sciences. Black Panther. Black Panther got a, be, a got a best picture nod. Yeah. Um, which I don't think it should win. 
It yeah. was good. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I don't. I don't begrudge the nomination, but for it to win, uh, but it shouldn't win. Yeah. <laughs> there are many other movies that would have with that. That I, I can't remember. I really what else it. was nominated, but there are other movies that des- that probably deserved. Yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed the more. movie. It was a fun movie, but it wasn't like some kind of masterpiece or something. Right. Yeah. I never freeze. <laughs> uh, let's see. So I mean, but you know, going with the DCU, uh, DCEU um, expanded. Universe. By the way, that's that's just a thing that most fans and people that follow it in the media and stuff have been calling it. That's not actually an official thing like the MCU is. Just right. fun little factoid there. Everyone calls it that, but it's not official. Right. Well, the DC Cinematic Universe, DCCU, uh, <laughs> doesn't have the same ring to it. Exactly. I like expanded. Of universe. the movies that were nominated, I'd probably uh, be. Wanting to, I, I I'd be pulling for either Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, or Vice. Really those are the, those, those really are in like my mind Bohemian the Rhapsody. three yeah. front runners. Everything else got a nod. A Star Is Born maybe two because that's the sort of movie that Hollywood just eats for breakfast. Yeah, but well, they do love congratulating themselves. Yes. So, um, but yeah, DCE. I mean, we started with what Man of Steel, right? Right. Uh, you know, a world of cardboard, um, <laughs> which had its, had, you know, had its eh, pretty good. And then we went to Super Orphan Fight. Yeah. Which, yeah. Mm. Uh, <laughs> which edited out some of the things that may, that may, would have made it make more sense. Still would have been a eh, the ultimate movie. The ultimate cut made it a not, made it only a dis, like, Having Mediocre. I have seen the ultimate, I have seen the ultimate cut. I have seen the non-ultimate cut. I know what was cut out. The ultimate cut does not, in my opinion, and I differ with with a friend of mine, redeem it and make it a good movie. Well, and here's the thing too: is if you have a movie that's already a long movie, and in order, to, in first of all, you don't even release it in the state that is hypothetically the better version. And then on top of that, the way to make it better is to add more length to it. You got a problem. So no, yeah. well that's the, counterproductive. That, that's that's not actually correct. The movie that was released to theaters was the cut version, uh, according to uh, to some talks I had with some people who know people in the industry. Apparently, when Snyder initially pitched it, he pitched it as a three-hour-long R-rated movie, which yeah. was what he cut. And what was the ultimate cut? Yeah. What got released to theaters afterwards, um, after after the ultimate cut was, um, not, as I, what what got released to theaters was after Snyder said, "Okay, here is my movie. I made this good movie." Executives came in and said, "Yeah, well, it needs to be PG thirteen. It needs to be half an hour half an hour shorter." Because R rated superhero movies yeah. will never sell. Well, that's an especially asinine decision, considering it's a movie with Batman and Superman in it. Everyone and their mother is going to see it anyway. Yeah, exactly. Well, and you know, but, but regardless it, of whose yeah. fault it is, that's still yeah. the it, yeah the the okay maybe well, it's it's not the director's fault. But it, it, still it was sucks. not by no means the director or the or the editor's fault. The ultimate cut is the it, it's like asking um, what's his name. Which cut of Blade Runner is correct? Oh, right. Ridley Scott. Yeah. Ridley Scott. So, so real question is: Is Super Orphan Fight in any way better than Man of Steel: World of Cardboard? No, absolutely not. Okay. I wouldn't not say so. So, okay. So, yeah, there. I don't like the characterization of Superman in in, in either of them. Mm-hmm. My my big problem has been, and and Mike helped me sort of 
solidify this yeah. argument a little bit in the, a little bit more. As he said, and as I am apt to agree, if you if the problem with 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 Batman v Superman, Super Orphan Fight, whatever you want to call it, um, is that if you don't know comic books, you come into it and you say like, what the fuck is going on here? Right. right. I don't yeah. understand. And right. if you do know comic books, if you know the classic characterizations of the characters, then you say this isn't right. Okay. Yeah. So it's, and and so so at this point, you know, and Super Orphan Fight is just like saying Benadryl, Benadryl, uh, you know, cucumber snatch. Yeah. Um, you know, we just it's we can't say we can't say the name correctly. It's like a law here. And, and the, in which uh, you know, again, it's funny. It's the whole like uh, too long theme here. The actual official full name of the movie is Batman v Superman: Dawn, Dawn of Justice. Justice. Which, by the way, just as an aside here, I want to point out. You can have the the title be that long, Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice, but you can't spring for the S. You can't spring for the S it's on verses. You right? got oh no, we got to shorten that shit to V, you guys. It's really important. Yeah, Dawn yeah, of Justice, absolutely. right? Yeah, because <laughs> evidently it's not. You got to save fit. that letter. Yeah, it's kind of like Twitter or some shit. Um, I feel like it's it's kind of like the V instead of just instead of the normal VS is like in Mortal Kombat when you spell it with a K. It's like, hey, look, guys, we're a little different. Today. We're different, right? Because, yeah, because <laughs> we, we chuck Mountain Dew as we snowboard down a mountain. To uh, yeah, well, the <laughs> to paraphrase to paraphrase a, a, a internet reviewer of comic books that I watch, Linkara, because poor literacy is cool. Cool spelled K W E L. <laughs> K E W L. Whatever. Because K W E L is quell. Well, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, um, spelling. Wrong spelling spelled wrong. It's very meta. Yeah. So, <laughs> boy, that's like 16 walls. Um, so, but Your so, face yeah. Is they, like 16 walls. Uh, <laughs> Your face is like 16 walls. Yeah. <laughs> Was that joke hitting the floor? Anyways. Um, so, yeah, they obviously didn't learn much from, you know, between those two movies. Then we get treated to Suicide Squad. I did want to, I did want to mention this, though. Um, <clears throat> is uh, I, I can understand why some people wouldn't like uh, the characterization of Superman and Man of Steel, but I, I like the movie and it didn't bother me too much. Um, and I feel like a big part of why it was how it was is because he wasn't actually Superman at that point. Yeah, he, he was, was just Kal El figuring out who he was. <laughs> and a lot of that was indicative of the character. Like, that was before all this stuff is established. So it's kind of like, it's like a retroactive outrage. It's like, Oh, he should be this way, even though none of these things have actually happened yet. And it's my like, actual my main. It's like it's like it's like my main like, complaint with Man of Steel was Pa Kent. Uh, I would agree, okay. and the way he was, I would like, agree with that to a certain extent. But I can also see where he was a father, basically trying to protect his son. Yeah, from before he was ready. My uh, my whole problem is everyone's like, oh well, this is how totally how it would happen in in today's age. I don't care if that's how it would totally happen in today's age. It's not. It's a comic book. It's movie. a comic book. Not right? here for the for the realism. Right. <laughs> well, I, I I I like the idea of it being something in such a way that I could see it happening, even if it's fantastic. But the thing about that is, is that the integrity of the character in that Pocket basically said, you know, no, don't save me. You know, he was willing to give his life up for that, which I think is something that, you know, I think informs the character. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's like expecting Peter Parker to think in terms of your great power comes great responsibility, 
before you know before Uncle Ben gets killed. Yeah, yeah I, I mean I see both sides of it. I can see why it would bug you. And I mean, <clears throat> I, I, I'm, I'm pretty ambivalent about it. Yeah, I didn't really care too much one way or the other. Yeah, and I I enjoyed both movies for what they were, which is popcorn munching entertainment. But see, that's the problem though, is that for me, uh, or one of the many problems, is that. I couldn't even get behind Super Orphan Fight from a pure popcorn flick perspective. It was long and like dreary and just wasn't yeah. entertaining. And that segues perfectly into Suicide Squad. Right? <laughs> Here, and and yeah. my bar is lower for a lot of things. My yeah. main problem... You, you know, I, I said this when I came out of the movie theater with my friend Kevin, um, who is the one who will argue with me until the end of days about right. Super Orphan Fight, but... We both agreed on Suicide Squad. There was at least one main problem with Suicide Squad, and that was it was literally too dark. Right. Yeah. It was everything was shot at night in a shadow. Doom three the movie. <laughs> yeah. Before the duct tape mod. Right. Yeah. It's like. <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah. It's like. Did you? Did you? Not enough. Like it was just like it. It, it felt. It, it felt like there was a, a layer of grease over the film, right. uh, over the over the, the, the projector yeah, it's, it's lens. One the, it's one of those films where you want to get it on DVD and then turn your brightness all the way up. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, um, what a terrible movie for that to happen to because you have all these interesting, unique, visually interesting characters. Yeah. You have Harley Quinn. You have Killer Croc. You have Deadshot. You have all these interesting characters that look unique and interesting. You want to actually see them. Yeah. What a concept, And, you and guys. the thing is, and I enjoyed those characters. It was a fun movie. Yeah, no, it was like, just, it was a mediocre movie that I had it, fun watching. It was, yeah. it was, it was pretty well written. Mm-hmm. Um, with the exception of, like, they should have just cut all of the scenes with the Joker out. Yeah, also, yeah, the Joker being completely unnecessary. Joker being in that movie was pointless. Right. Yeah. Well, um, he was. I mean, he served. He served a purpose in the with the whole, you know, fring. But by the same token, uh, Flag did the same thing when he tossed the thing. You know, tossed the, the control. Yeah, yes. he was. He was superfluous. He was just yeah. there to get butts and seats. Yes, the Jared Leto. Uh, Hi, I'm the Joker, and I'm really crazy this time. I actually liked that characterization of the Joker. <coughs> yeah, just he fine. Belong. He didn't belong. But in the he movie. did not belong in the movie. Yeah. Right. Um. But I mean, and Harley Quinn to me was one of the standout characters. Yeah, yeah she was great. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, she, <clears throat> just the acting of Margot. Is, yeah, uh, Margot Robbie is amazing. Yeah, I mean, and because and they cut one of the best scenes out of that. What you was know, that? Uh, it was in it ended up being in the uh, in the extended cut is when they're in the bar and she basically psychoanalyzes all of them. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> you know, yeah. she's like, you know, you don't uh you know, you gotta own that shit. You know right. we so, don't get the happy ending, you know. Yeah. Don't forget, I used to be a psychiatrist. <laughs> I used to be a psychiatrist, yeah. I, I, and I like and that's a shame that I got cut because that informs the character so much. Oh yeah. Because it's like she's crazy but she's kind of self aware crazy. Yeah. And she's still intelligent and able to read other people. Oh, Which yeah. is kind of lost in the whole, just like, oh, hey, cartoonish, I'm saying zany things with the Jersey accent, you guys. And, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, and kinda, she did. It's and, a new level of the character that's not really explored. Exactly. Well, because she is smart. I mean, she's one of the smartest characters. And that's what, structurally, that's one of the big issues with movies. Again, you're cramming all these characters yeah. into a short, pretty short yeah. movie. That that's also been one of my other like one of my my problems. One of my, one of the things I think has been one of the really big missteps of the early DC comics movies was they didn't they didn't do their world building before they did their crossovers right yeah like 
Yeah, you're essentially trying to do two movies in one movie, and it doesn't work. Yeah, Actually, like trying to set five movies into like, one. Yeah, movie. Like, yeah, like <laughs> Batman v Superman. We don't like, except for what we find out about Batman in Batman v Superman. We know nothing about this universe's Batman. Right. Exactly. We don't know why he's quite why he's nearly so grim, dark, and so the Dark Knight returns as he is. Right. Right. Because um, we should have seen that movie first. Yes. Yeah. We there really should no, have. There was no bridge to Batman just being generic mm-hmm. Batman to Batman being Dark Knight, grim, dark Batman. Yeah. So yeah. It's so it would be so jarring to people that haven't read the Dark Knight like we have. Right. I mean, it's like exactly. I can only imagine yeah, how crazy that would Dark be. Knight. Yeah. It's like what? What's happening here? He's uh, branding a guy. What? What? Yeah, yeah. we don't know <laughs> what's going on, and also it doesn't help that the Dark Knight Returns was kind of a parody. But that's beside the point as well. Yeah, that was a big disappointment for me. Like, yeah. the Dark Knight Returns, the actual comic book was was slightly a send up uh, of how the movie. No, it was kind of a, a send up of how grim dark comics were at the time. Okay. To a certain extent. Uh, I'm thinking of Dark Knight Rising. Sorry, I'm getting my yeah. R words mixed yeah. up. That's fair. Um, yeah. But the comic book, I mean, while the comic book is still a classic, yeah. it's a classic for very different reasons. Right. Yeah. Um, I can understand that. But in any, in any case, then you have Suicide Squad, which introduces all these characters who are apparently related to this Batman we know, we know nothing about. Right. Mm-hmm. And unless you've read the comic books, you don't, you have no investment in them. Also, it's not really like a true ensemble. It's like Deadshot in Friends. Yeah. Like, they, yeah. they leaned way too hard, and Will Smith's a giant star, so let's just lean into yeah. his Yeah, they really yeah. shouldn't have hired Will Smith. Yeah, because, I mean, I'm sorry, you have Margot Robbie playing a character that is, by now, the heart and soul of the Suicide Also, De- Deadshot, not supposed to be a likable character. No. Why would you cast Will Smith, the ultimate likable person? Will Smith is supposed to, like, not Will Smith, well, Deadshot. Will Smith, but Deadshot is supposed to be... He's supposed to be a consummate professional, but he's also supposed to be a complete dick. Right. Although they've they've really softened him up because when you see him also in the uh, in the Arrowverse. Mm-hmm. By the way, that's a much better execution of that character. Yeah, he's 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 not a nice guy, but he has his he has his his <laughs> uh, what is the the term that uh, code? Yeah, there there was a I just there was something I watched recently. Uh, Oh, okay. I was watching Enter the Dragon um, again, and there's a line in it uh, where they're talking about John Saxon's character. It's like you have a line beyond a line that you will not cross. John Saxon's the white guy, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, the gambler. The gambler who, yeah, the only other non, uh, the only person other than Bruce Lee who, who survives. Um, only the good guy who survives because the black guy gets it early. Uh, Which is a real shame because he was he was a lot of fun to watch. He was. He was great. He was something out of a comic book, man. Um, but uh, he was also very stereotypical, but it's 1973. Yeah. He was a black exploitation <laughs> character. Exactly. It exactly. was the early 70s. Yeah. But, you know, it, it, we see that with, with Deadshot in the Arrowverse and and uh, in um, you know with uh, with uh, Deadshot and uh, in the Arrowverse and in this uh, <laughs> Suicide Squad in the movies yeah in the movies is that there are lines he won't cross mm-hmm. which is one of the things that I like about that character you yeah. know because yeah but Will Smith trying to to play an unlikable dick he did a better job in After Earth. He was a very unlikable dick in that movie. <laughs> yeah, but it was with his own son, so go figure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I got, I, I do, I will say this also of Deadshot. Like, like they did a lot of things right in Suicide Squad too. Like, 
Deadshot getting to have fun with his guns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where he keeps shooting these metal targets in the same <laughs> two spots, spots in the heart and in the forehead. Yeah. <laughs> and that's drills, it. literally drills a fucking hole through it. Yeah. <laughs> it's well, like, okay, that, that establishes Deadshot's badass credentials pretty well because Deadshot's badass. <laughs> yeah. Well, of course, I, my, my favorite scene of that, though, is when he... Uh, it is in the the first fight with the horde of, of minions, and you know Flag has told him you're going to cut and run, and he's running forward, you know, right. into the into the wave of minions just mowing shit down. Bang, 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 yeah, bang, bang, and it's bang, like bang. that's how I cut and run. <laughs> yeah. That was the other. That was the other main problem with the movie is generic. Generic opposition and generic stupid execution. They are zombies. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and, and then there was the whole testosterone fueled, uh, you know, feud between him and Flag that they later on, you know, okay, we're good with each other. You know, I'm just like. <sighs> so yeah, Suicide Squad. On the other hand, Captain Boomerang was amazing. He was hilariously fun. Yeah. But yeah, of course, Killer Croc. Oh, I'm beautiful. <laughs> yeah, no, like there were like there were so many things that that could have been like that movie was a good movie that was that that was made bad by poor right. cinematography. S- yeah, by by by, by poor direct by poor decisions behind the camera. <clears throat> yes. Right. And that's again, we we keep talking about all these other characters who aren't Deadshot who are interesting and we want to see more of, but nope, it's the Will Smith show, so right. we got to discard well, all we that. We had to spend so much damn money on him. Yeah, we couldn't for a four decent scriptwriter. Which again just goes back to the core thing, hire someone else. Yeah. Hire a no-name decent actor. And no, he's a Justice League. Yeah. We get no, Justice no, you skipped Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. No. Justice League didn't. No. I thought Wonder Justice League Wonder Wonder happened first. Wonder Woman happens first. Oh. Yeah. Wonder Woman was great. I loved Wonder Woman. Yeah. Like the only. Suddenly they hit their stride. The only problem that I had with Wonder Woman was that the third act CGI fight right. with Ares was kind of. Bo- was like. Predictable kind of, and boring. Yeah, it was yeah. like, oh, okay, well. We've had all this really cool, like. Martial action, so let's have this be high flying. See yeah. effects. Well, and also just I like with the interesting like um, like the the dialogue and the philosophy and the and the uh, the the history behind it and like the the all these moral quandaries and stuff. Like there's all this interesting cerebral stuff, and it's like oh, but none of that matters because giant video game boss fight, and that's what really yeah. matters. That and was like like that yeah. seems like it cheapens Wonder all Wonder Woman was really good until the third uh, until the final act right. where it just became. Average. Yeah, it became right. a video game boss. And it's like that's, okay, that's and which is kind of like how Venom was. Like this is a really unique, interesting movie. And oh, oh, hold on, it's time for the generic fight at the end. That's not yeah. that impressive. Yeah. One of the most beautifully shot me- mental breakdowns I've ever seen on t- on screen. <laughs> yes, yeah, but different universe. Um, uh, so yeah. dark. Yeah. Anyways, uh, <laughs> that one did dark well though. It did. It really did. Wonder Woman did to add contrast. But yeah. I'm chink. Well, I think what's great about Wonder Woman is that you have you have a lot of dark stuff and a dark setting with mm-hmm. World War One and everything, but it didn't make the whole movie grim dark. Yeah. The whole yeah. point of it was about hope during darkness and stuff. Exactly. It was yeah. about the overall themes and, and characters and, you, and stuff. And you get that not only from Wonder Woman, but from the characters around her. Right. Not just Steve Trevor, but his whole squad of 
you know, yep. of misfits. Yeah, that's what, yeah. That's another thing that I was pleasantly surprised by was that there were actually several interesting characters, mm-hmm. and um, I yeah, I really liked, I really enjoyed the portrayal of uh, uh, what uh, the what's, guy? what's what's Trevor's full name again? Steve Trevor. Steve, that's right. Steve Trevor. Chris Pine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chris Pine. <laughs> and, and then... I or mean, one of the Chris's. I think it was yeah, Pine. Yeah, you, you got the Irishman, you got the Native American. Well, what, was so, what, I, what I thought was really cool is, like, um, they had um, it, they had a lot of cool stuff about, like, people working together in teamwork and, like, the bigger picture. And it wasn't just, like... Like, for example, Steve... Uh, Steve didn't feel threatened by mm-hmm. uh, Diana. It was, like... He accepted, like, he was still a badass in his own way, and he accepted, like, she can do things I can't. She's a badass chick. I am fine with that. (laughs) And also, in Wonder Woman herself, she didn't, like, go, oh, I have to be, you know, I have to be this uber, like, you know, like, ice-cold badass and just try to be all as, like, manly as possible. It's like, no, I'm still a woman, and the femininity has its value. And she was downright, like, matronly in some senses. Oh, yeah. And, like, she didn't turn away from that aspect of herself. Yeah. But at the same time, she kicked ass. Oh yeah, well, so, she, kicked kicked ass. she kicked ass without being, without trying to be overly masculine at it. Right, and it wasn't all just the, and it wasn't just like how strong she is or like how much stuff she can break or whatever. A lot of it was like, and, and again, this is the combination of the, you know, the aspects of men and women that come together in a beautiful way. Is that like a lot of her strength was her compassion and like was mm-hmm. her like ability to like understand people and stuff and like oh, yeah. that's what rallied people together to you know do what needed exactly. to be done at the end i mean you know with wow, that's what bad. trevor did and everything oh yeah well and and i mean because at one point yeah the, to me i think she becomes inspirational when she basically decides i'm walking across no man's land to liberate you know to hi uh, i'm going to be an uh, hello i'm going to be your inspiration now yeah well, i also love i think they, they did the romance was done really well where it's like it was natural. It didn't seem forced. And when push came to shove, it wasn't like tropey. Like they both did what they had to do to get the job done. It wasn't yeah. just like, oh no, one of them has to be rescued by the other or whatever. It was just yeah. like it was just a thing that organically happened. You exactly. Know? Well, and and the other part was to me what was really cool. I mean, she had these moments, these little bitty moments. It's like, oh, a baby. She, because she had, she was truly ice innocent. cream. Yeah, ice cream. What is this? You ice should cream? be very proud of this. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's just like it's just like um, just like in, in, any one of us gushing over, you know, good mead or something like that. It's yeah. like you know, right? Um, but then by the same token, you know, she's on a battlefield and she runs. Oh, there's machine guns out here. Hey, my shield's bulletproof. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna be. <laughs> I got a shield made by the gods. Let's see how that works yeah, versus yeah. bullets. Yeah, and, and you know, and, and it just it, so she acts not only as this inspiration, but she throws herself in front, literally throws herself in front of bullets, um, and survives. And but also the fight scenes, she wasn't relying solely on power. Right. You know, but she got hit. <laughs> there was some times when she, you know, she well it makes hit. sense because I mean she's been raised as a warrior her whole life so it's not just like throwing herself into the fray like she actually thinks about what she's yeah. doing there's yeah. tactics involved and there's tactics and skill you know yeah, she's not exactly. just throwing blank punches so I mean yeah and it's like and really you get you know 
crap, crap, mediocre, suddenly, no. <laughs> and then Justice League. And then Justice League. So we're, right, we're, we're right back to average. We're back to well, average, th- yeah. That's because well, at this point Justice now, League at this point is Iron, Iron Fist. <clears throat> at just, yeah, Justice League, <laughs> Justice League fell into the trap that they, that, 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 that they've fallen into for other movies, which was they had their big crossover before they had established all the characters appearing in the crossover. Right. Exactly. I mean, yes, you can, you can, you can, you can introduce a villain in your mm-hmm. crossover, like now we'll get into how like we've got like six minutes, um, so and we've only have what one two other movies to talk about this and this Aquaman. And Aquaman. Yeah. So which we'll be talking yeah. about anyway. So we got so. six minutes to talk about this, and then we'll go into to, then we'll go into talking about Aquaman and right. and let hell let hell rain with the spoilers. But um, but like with the exception of. Wonder Woman, and to a lesser extent, Batman. We don't know anything about the Flash. Right. We don't know anything about Aquaman. Yeah. And oh, hey, Superman's back. And Cyborg. We oh yeah, Cyborg. I, I mean, yeah. Cyborg. Like. By the way, I was he... so forgettable in that movie. I forgot he was in it. Mm-hmm. I I, uh, I actually thought they they did a decent job with him. Yeah, no, like, they, but my expectations they, were so. They low. haven't done a bad, they, like. With the characterizations of their of their people, they didn't do a bad job. But that was because, for the most part, they fell back on how they acted in the comics. Yeah. As opposed to having to establish why Batman is, and Batman was pretty much comics Batman, and Superman was pretty much comic Superman at this point. Yeah. So at mm-hmm. that point, you don't have. At that point, you anyone who has seen the com- read the comics, or is aware of the general the generality of those characters, has that zeitgeist to fall back on. Right. That was the fl- that was the failing of, of Batman v Superman, which was that their characterization was so was was such a radical radical departure right. from the some from what it was expected, and it wasn't earned. Yeah. No. No context. It was no just. Time. It was just hello. This yeah. is this is a guy who's co- claiming that he is Batman, but he is really grim, dark. He kind of kills people. He brands people. Bad things happen. Right. And this is Superman, except he's not Superman because he's like maudlin and angsty and like many. many Which, by the way, I find ironic that Batman is all righteously indignant about how Superman must be defeated because he's so dangerous and roguey when he, Batman himself is being a dangerous rogue. Yeah, like that's, that's hypocrisy. That's, well, that's the irony of Batman. Um, is that, you know, Batman always thinks, you know, that everybody else needs to be under control. The, the thing that keeps it from being so hypocritical is that Batman has contingency plans for himself. Yes. And also doesn't, well, at least in, I like the, the, in in most versions does not kill. In the, uh, in, in the, um, what you call it, the, the DC animated movies. Um, yeah, yeah. The DC animated movies, by the way, are all really, really good. Yeah. Um, in yeah, Justice League, yeah, really good. War, the one where it where it looks like where Vandal Savage gets a hold of Batman's files, uh, contingency yeah, plans, contingency plans, and yeah. they end up kicking Batman out of the Justice League. Um, Superman comes up to him as, as Batman's leaving, and he said, and. And Superman's like, it was like you had contingency plans for everyone but yourself. And Batman's like, no, I did. I had, I had contingency plans against against me too. What was that? You guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're it. Yeah. But how badass is that? Is like you have to have a Kryptonian, Amazonian, a speedster, a cyborg, and pretty much every other super on the planet. You know, as your the foil. Justice, yeah. The Justice League is my contingency plan against myself going bad. Right. 
Because I can kick any single one of you's ass. Yeah, it yeah he's like, why do you, it's kind of like, why do you think I support it in the first place? <laughs> right. Why, why wouldn't I just do my own thing? It's like, you're the contingency. Yeah, you know? are the contingency. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, but that, that how badass is that? Yeah. <laughs> right. So, but Justice League was okay. Like, it was, it was yeah. okay. It was mindless popcorn fun. Mm-hmm. Generic villain is... Steppenwolf generic. was boring as a villain. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I didn't even... So, I, like... I'm gonna put it out there. I'm I not could, a big fan of the Flash in this movie. I couldn't tell who he was. Like, well, not, 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 not the Flash, but I couldn't tell who Steppenwolf was until yeah. somebody said his name. I was like, oh, okay... Yeah, I'm thinking Steppenwolf is a band. What? And they picked Steppenwolf too, who is one of the like lesser uh, um, apocalypsean villains. Yeah, yeah. Like they they couldn't have been ballsy and just had to be dark side right off the bat, but they could have at least had I don't know what's his name, dark side's son, Calgor. Or, I don't know. I can't think of it. Of the name, son of Dark Side. <laughs> Dark side, yeah, that's what I, you know. Insufficient Diet light dark side. side, huh? Diet dark side. Diet dark side. Yeah, dark side. Junior light. dark side. Calabac. It could have at least been freaking Calabac. Mm. Well, see, you had to look that up. I mean, dark side yeah. is one that's thing. That's just because I have difficulty with names. Now, see, Granny Goodness. That or yeah, Granny Goodness would have been fun. Um, you know what else is an interesting concept? Or you know, they could have had it just not be Apocalypse to start. I don't think yeah. they would ever do this, but one of the best parts of Justice League was when they had to fight Superman when he was crazy from getting resurrected. Ah. What about, what if, like, he was out of his mind and he was the antagonist? See, then that wouldn't have been Justice League. That would, well, that's what, true. That would have been, that's something to do later. That's, you know. At some point, I would like, that would be a fun thing to explore. Superman, though. rogue. Because that's a, that's a trope of Superman being mind-controlled and affected by magic and all this stuff. Is that yeah, that's because tonight. Superman is so vulnerable to magic, it's not even funny. He's a giant dummy, basically. Right, exactly. He's a flying brick. Yeah, he is, he is a flying He's not, I mean, in all, in all honesty, weapons. he's not actually dumb. It's just that that's like an obvious weak point in his yeah. general invincibility. That's because you can't, that's because... Which is why Batman is such a foil, because yeah. he's the world's greatest detective. It's because he'd be really, really boring if he was just completely invincible. Right. Which he, yeah, well, that's the funny thing about the history of Superman is he was completely invincible. And they realized how boring he was, thus they created Kryptonite. Like, mm-hmm. Superman had been around for several years, and then they go, oh, shit, you guys, we wrote ourselves into a corner. We got to give this guy a weakness. Stop. This guy cannot be stopped. <laughs> right. Well, and originally he couldn't fly. You know, he, he, no, he, he just could leap tall buildings in a single bound. bound. And, yeah, of yeah. course, was faster than a speeding locomotive. Yep. But stronger than a speeding bullet. Uh, a speeding bullet. Stronger than a locomotive, faster, faster than a speeding bullet. Oh, uh, faster than a speeding bullet. Stronger well, than it's more powerful than a locomotive. More powerful than a locomotive. Right. Able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. Very Look up in the sky. You can't just call it a train. Bird. It has to be a, a locomotive. It's, it's, a, well, it's, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's a Superman. locomotive is, is what powers the train. <laughs> yeah. so, um, it pulls the train. And then so, we get to Aquaman, which I actually quite enjoyed. I did too. Yeah, I did too. Um, we can fun. do the quick non-spoilery version. We are out of time, theoretically, in the first half of the episode, but whatever. Um, oh, just quick thoughts and non-spoiler stuff. It was pretty good. Um, there was one thing that I think was really cringeworthy. Um, and that one. was when, yeah, there was one thing that was <laughs> that was super cringeworthy to me, which was the very bad remix of Toto's Africa when they flew to Africa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was cringeworthy. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah, completely yeah. unnecessary. Yeah, I, that's just hey, what's popular right now? By the way, why is Africa by Toto so re- so suddenly randomly popular? 
Well, Weezer did a big yeah, I, yeah, but like it was it. it was bigger before it was big before that, that too. Has always been. It's a good song. It's one of those songs that like it's popular for a while and then it fades away yeah. and then it gets popular again. It's like either it's a wave, wave that just yeah. to, to stay on brand here. It's a giant wave. It's a giant wave. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is. It it has a tide. It ebbs yeah. and flows. Yeah. But it was just like that that right there, which I don't think is like it took I, me out of the movie. Honestly, it's like I'm like really really is that guys? Africa. <laughs> is that is? Oh, I'm sorry. Wait, no. Even better is that Flowrider covering Africa because it was. Oh God. Oh God. Uh, At least I'm pretty sure it sounded like him. I, I either him or Pitbull because I sounded, I thought I heard a Pitbull vocal in there. Who knows? It could be both. It could be a double shit sandwich. Mister Three Hundred Five, Dolly. Uh, so terrible. Pitbull. Featuring Rhea, you were correct. It was not. It, it was not. Oh, it was Pitbull. Yeah, that's no. actually worse. It that's was fucking Pitbull. Well, yeah. to be fair, actually, I like Pitbull a lot more than I like Florida. Like Pitbull's music, they're both bad. It's whatever. yeah, but Pitbull sounds a lot more thankful to be all, to, to have this awesome life that he's having. <laughs> that and like Florida has zero personality. Mm. He yeah. is. He, 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 it's like, hey, uh, Florida, I Ge- make music. Generic rhymes, generic sounds. My hooks are pretty good. Buy my stuff. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's yeah, that was cringeworthy. That's the takeaway yeah. there. Um, but yeah, I, that was the only thing that really, really. Otherwise, I thought the movie. Uh, aside from that stupid anomaly, the score was good. Yeah, the score. I actually overall, liked it. It had good. it had a lot of good fun. Um, Great special effects. I yeah. Think. I mean, it was a little CGI heavy times, but that's kind of the point. Yeah, and, and and with and with some of the things that Aquaman is supposed to be able to do, you kind of have it to. It has to be CGI, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because well, when you're when your primary shooting location is theoretically the bottom of an ocean, right? A lot of that has to be done on a on a green screen. Oh, and right. uh, to to stick with our order here, we kind of forgot to uh, do our spoiler of the week. Ah, yes, the spoiler of the week. Aquaman oh. talks to fish in this movie. I know. It's yeah. shocking. Which, only, it was and, only, like, in the trailer. Right. Exactly. And if you saw Justice League, you know, they joke about it. You guys talks to fish. <laughs> it was fat in words. Uh, but, yeah, see, other general thoughts. Uh, well, I mean, a lot of people agree with us because it made a billion dollars internationally. It was the most successful DC movie thus far. Thus far, yeah. I, I don't think in their wildest dreams they thought that the Aquaman movie... Would be making more than twice the Justice League. Movie. Yeah, who who, <laughs> I, 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 be, who who would think who who ten twenty years ago yeah. making jokes about Aquaman making a tuna fish sandwich because they can't do a squat right. suddenly well, is mean, the most popular because okay who would have thought hey let's cast Jason Momoa as Arthur Curry he was <laughs> because it works though. Jason yeah, Momoa no, it, it is a lot is so good as, as Aquaman I know and that's the thing yeah. is that they they really they tore down the whole hey let's get a nordic blonde guy no let's get let's <laughs> yeah. get a let's get a freaking someone with samoan yeah you know, let's get a samoan about the about the charisma yeah. yeah like when they first announced it i mean i was like you know i kind of knew who he was and like you know he's cal drogo and all that and i'm like all right cool he's a good actor but that's very different visually yeah. Than Aquaman, but I'm like I don't really care because it's a movie and movies are going to depart. So you know, yeah. let's just see what how he does, and he did amazingly. I was a I was I was a lightly concerned when I saw Justice League because it was just so bro. He was so Aqua bro, my man, and all that shit. 
Yeah. Like, well, I, I kind of liked his his dude broness though. Well, because that's a fun departure from it was, how he was more of a surfer than it was. A, it was a good reprieve from the some of the other characters, but I well, felt like they leaned into well, it a little too much. That and, that and I actually liked like one of the problems I've classically had with Aquaman. It's funny because I've been complaining so much about how much of a depart. Like there have been two major de- portrayals of Aquaman. Yeah. One of them is this very. King Arthur-ish goody-good yeah, huzzah and such. Right, right. And the other is pretty much the new 52 Jason Momoa Aquaman. Mm. Um, I much prefer the newer one because the old one, the old, you know, ver- verily I am king of Atlantis was just a, like well, the just, actual the actual new fifty two comics is a great middle ground. Yeah, if, yeah. Uh, I highly recommend people read those if they're interested in in that stuff. A lot of a lot of the uh, visuals came from uh, from because like he yeah. has he t- he takes his like responsibilities seriously and mm-hmm. has like a he has like a big picture perspective on things, mm-hmm. but it also portrays his like just his normal day to day stuff, his human side, his relationship with Marin stuff. So it's like. And and sometimes and he he'll have a good sense of humor too in there from time to time. So it's like it's the best parts of both in my opinion. Like he's actually a heroic character, but at the same time he's not like this stodgy douche that you can't relate to. Right. It's actually done really well. And he's not. This is actually my favorite New Fifty Two book, and this is coming from a guy who has had zero interest in Aquaman almost his basically his entire life. Yeah. And I read the comics, and I'm like, holy shit, this is amazing. I love this character now. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's let's. Break for a moment to uh, let people stop listening if they don't want to have the movie spoiled to them, um, and then we'll come back with a little after a little bit of a uh, little thirty-second interstitial of some sort of music, and then we'll be back with uh, more detailed analysis.
All right, and we're back. So, be warned. From here on, there'll be spoilers. Just picture in your mind's eye the little floating, you know, what do they call it? The buoy things, the buoy warnings, you know, out in the water. It's yeah. Like, Danger. I think they're called buoys. <laughs> there's an actual, there's an official term for the stuff that actually has like the warning signs and everything on it. Okay. I digress. Yeah. Um, navigational but, navigational buoys. But, but yeah. Anyways. Um so uh and it was it was pretty much a straight MacGuffin hunt for the most part. Yeah. But that wasn't bad. Right. Well and the thing is is the it was while it was a MacGuffin hunt, there was some there was some substance to it. Yeah. And it actually took a while for it to establish that it was a MacGuffin hunt. Yeah. It, initially, yeah. it was just about like, hey, what's the origin of the character? Who is this guy? What's going on in the world? Yep. And then later on, they get into, oh, we got to get the thing, which of course is the trident. Right. Um, to prevent the bad thing from happening. Right. Which, you know. So yeah. yeah, I mean, when you boil it all down, it's definitely a MacGuffin. So hunt. there were some really great. Um, there were some really great. Um, <sighs> flashbacks. Or well, not sequences. Uh, Easter eggs. That's, oh, Easter eggs. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, one was one was absolutely an Easter egg. One I claim is probably an homage, but is hard to say. Um, in the first scene, we see inside the dad's lighthouse house. Yeah. There is a book on the coffee table. It is Howard Phillips Lovecraft's The Shadow Over Innsmouth. Yes, <laughs> I remember seeing that. I didn't notice that. That's a good yeah, yeah that, that's a really nice little piece of set dressing that was right. just... that and, I missed and, the first time, but my friend Kevin pointed out to me, because I went and saw it with him, um, and and um, and then I, I checked it on YouTube, because, of course, it's on YouTube at this point. Yeah. But... Uh, <laughs> But yeah, yeah, it was the yeah the, the Shadow Over Innsmouth, which is which is the one that features the Deep Ones, uh, yeah, and the Fishmen in Innsmouth, Massachusetts. So that was a really cool little bit of set dressing, and I've been told that the creatures from the Trench are, uh, yeah. uh, well, they are apparently actually straight from the New Fifty Two. Yeah. However, they are. I will bet you dollars to donuts that the people who designed them from the comic books, in got them inspired from it by the Deep Ones. Yeah. Uh, from Lovecraft because yeah. they were very 
very Lovecraftian. Yeah, a lot of Lovecraftian stuff. I mean, yeah. Well, that's because love, a lot of Lovecraft deals with horrors from the depths. Right. Right. From basically scary dark places. Yeah, scary dark place either way down in the bo- in the bottom of the ocean or up in space. Yeah, <laughs> so much of it deals with the fear of the unknown, and the ocean is the ultimate unexplored place. Yeah, that and it actually sense. it opens with that. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. we know more we know more about uh, you know nearby planets than we do our own oceans. Um, and but you know, and I like it, it did put a lot. I mean, it was an origin story, mm-hmm. but it built so hard on that origin. Yeah. You know, and it did a it it, it did origin well. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I think um, despite it being an origin story, like they they managed to do it efficiently, uh, which is funny because one of my main criticisms with the movie is that it was probably a little too long, and the final act kind of dragged on. But I feel like the first part of it, they really efficiently established all the stuff while making it entertaining and moving along at a good clip. Yeah. I think the first half of the movie was stronger than the second yeah. half. Yeah. It was it was really refreshing to have Willem Dafoe not be a monster. Like he was Yeah. He he was But he, he was he, still Willem Dafoe. And not have yeah. a, not have a stupid mask over his but face. But no, he wasn't time. being yeah. he wasn't being he wasn't being over the top. He wasn't. He wasn't a villain. Yeah. He was. It just happened to be Willem Dafoe. Right. Which is. Yeah. He was measured. Yeah. yeah. He was. He because he was playing basically a stern military commander. Well, he was playing. He was playing a wise vizier, exactly. which was what he was referred to as by King What's His Ass, the half bro- the, the 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 brother Orm. Yeah, Orm. Yeah. Um, my vizier, and his, and the thing was at all times. Or, um, Willem Dafoe's character, whose name escapes me, was acting in the best interests of Atlantis. Mm-hmm. And, Volko. Volko. Yeah, Volko. It, the best interest of Atlantis and its peaceful coexistence with the, with, with the land because war would really probably be bad. Yeah. Oh, uh, before we... We were kind of skipping ahead of Willem Dafoe, but we need to take a moment to acknowledge that Nicole Kidman is Aquaman's mom. Oh, and God, she kicked yes. ass. She did kick ass. Mm-hmm. Well, and okay, Dolph Lundgren. Oh yeah, that was so weird. It, it, the thing was is that I couldn't. I, you know, I was looking like I'm spending the part of the movie looking for who Dolph Lundgren is, and like, oh, he's the other king. Yep. Holy shit! You're right. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize. I didn't realize it was Dolph Lundgren. No. Yeah. Uh, it took it took me part way through. I was going, wait, that's fucking Dolph Lundgren because he's he's where he has the beard. He has old. It makes it older. It narrows his face a little bit. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. make him look so craggy. But we actually get to see some pretty decent acting chops. Out yeah, there. I thought it was pretty cool. You know that that that's cool. Uh, and oh, that's, speaking of, uh, of of good acting, I really enjoyed the guy who played Black Manta. Yes, I thought he did a great job as a he, supporting character. Yeah. Oh my God! I mean, that w- and there, we have another origin story. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. And that was and why does Black Manta hate Aquaman so damn bad? Yeah. Well, it's because like Aquaman superhero. didn't save his dad. Yeah, he killed his daddy. Yeah. Of course, his dad, you know, tried to, you know. Yeah, it's like it's it, it did a great job of. Uh, like getting uh, establishing that quickly and like having it be um, understandable from both perspectives. And I yeah. like that before they even had, I, I'm pretty sure it was, uh, yeah, but even before he came back and you know came at Aquaman after getting all teched up and stuff, uh, you saw that Aquaman like regretted his decision. Yeah. He didn't regret it right afterwards, but like. He was like, you know what? I really shouldn't have done. That. Yeah, I, I should have actually been a hero and like. Yeah, I, I should have saved. I mean, him. he was. He was heroic. He saved oh, all his yeah. lives. But then he didn't go the extra mile. 
Yeah, he he went Batman. You know, I don't have to, I won't kill you, but I don't have to save you. But yeah. by the same token, yeah, I mean he was in the emotion of the moment. These guys had you know had killed you know sailors, right. you know, and I love his I love his life. He's like, hurry up! I'm missing happy hour for this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, he had a great a lot of great one liners, and you can tell that he has so much fun with his. There, movie. there was a lot yeah. of fun with the with the uh, with the to come aboard. Well, the permission permission to come aboard was fun. The uh, the. Uh, the scene in the bar afterwards where the... Oh, the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just got one quick... Uh, here we go. <laughs> right, yeah. right. And then I love when the guy pulls... Can we get a picture? Phone. Yeah. This is a hot pink case. Hot pink yeah, yeah. case with stickers on it. Yeah. And I'm going, is this his phone or is this his daughter's phone? And also, I love I the, think it's probably his. The, yeah. the photo montage of them like getting drunker and doing silly things. Because uh, Arthur goes from... Uh, uh, to, yeah! <laughs> yeah, just kind of like, yeah. Okay, all right, okay, yeah. This is kind of fun. Hey, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's just basically, so it's almost. I think I got the impression that it ended in a bar fight, but a happy bar fight. But a happy, yeah. They were yeah. having fun, you know. Yeah, it was a good natured thing where he's like, people are being thrown over the bar and stuff. Yeah, good <laughs> yeah, good natured bar fight. <laughs> but you know, and and the other thing we see the humanity. To him. Mm-hmm. By the way, yeah. I also want to point this out there because we're talking about the early, like the first few scenes of the movie right now. Um, I like the fact that his dad was in jeopardy and they rescued his dad, and his dad didn't just instantly die on him. Yeah, like that was a that was a refreshing change from the typical. Oh no, I had dad. a personal tragedy. Oh, dad, no, dad, yeah. he's gonna be fine. Well, and, and of course, and they he, use that to establish Mare's badass hydrokinetic abilities. Yeah. So. yeah, which of course the other side of that is this sets up the ending. Yeah. Uh, but we'll get to that. Well, I will, I, I will go on. Ending. Yeah. Did anyone <laughs> not see that ending coming about five miles away? Yeah, no, we, we, of course we see that because, it, you know, it has the minute they said that his mother was sacrificed to the trench, I said to myself, and she's still alive. A one line bit of dialogue about an off screen death not buying it. Yeah. <laughs> not after they established how important the character was and had a full action sequence yeah. with her. Yeah. Which, Sacrifice to the trench. That was a badass. Also, the main antagonist is his half brother. Gee, I wonder if mom's going to come into play here. Right? Which, and, and that was a great end to that fight. Yeah, it was. And this is a great thing. But this is one thing that I hadn't really thought about, like mm-hmm. uh, specifically. But it is kind of occurs to me now that you mention it. Is that was one of the things that, uh, despite you know the movie's shortcomings, it was an overall good movie. And one of the things I didn't realize that I appreciated about it was they they had a big CGI battle, but it wasn't the traditional like oh a beam in the sky, the thing like the Wonder Woman ending. Like it was actually they switched it up a bit. And it was more about the characters and the emotion yeah. behind the fight, mm-hmm. and then it ended in an unorthodox way. Right. So it was actually like they flipped the script a bit, and it wasn't the generic third act obligatory CGI Wonder Woman Venom kind of thing. So right. I really appreciated. Yeah. That. Yeah. We don't have to kill the bad the bad guy because we find out he's more the antagonist. Yeah, because he blamed Arthur for he blamed Arthur Arthur for his mother's death and the surface world and the surface world. But you know that was yeah. his that was his father actually doing that, being dickish, you know. Yeah. And so yeah, and it was a good fight, uh, and it it flipped the it flipped the tropes because in the first fight, you know he breaks mom's staff. So Aquaman yeah. ends up breaking the other staff, and also yeah. it was a kind of a less is more situation. Like in the first initial uh, 
fight between them where you know they had to run away and regroup and he wasn't really ready you know didn't have the trident and all this stuff it was this big spectacle with all the cgi onlookers and stuff and this was just a like a narrow small platform with a handful of people nearby initially yeah. and it was yeah. more like intimate and like small scale and stuff and i liked that it was more grounded and yeah. visceral you know and i mean i liked how um and yeah yeah i, I don't know i don't have a good segue um <laughs> One thing that I also really appreciated them doing mm-hmm. was they made it apparent that yes, Aquaman is a badass underwater, but he's also pretty a pretty damn badass up, above oh. gra- water too. Like yeah, he needs to hold his own in the desert. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so I think yeah. he's okay. It's yeah. like like the I almost I wanted this I almost wanted the spoiler of the week to be. Aquaman isn't useless in this movie because the standard joke is right. Aquaman is perpetually useless in anything that doesn't involve water. Yeah, um, and that's and they threw him and, into the desert, and that's yeah. entirely to, to the fault of Super Friends. Yeah, right. um, in the comics, he 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 does some really badass shit yeah. on dry land. The standard like the, the a lot of the explanations for why Atlanteans are capable of surviving at depth is because they're just that fucking tough. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yes, they can breathe underwater, but and but like the swimming is because they have strong legs. Yeah, they have. They have. Well, they, they, they're they surviving are, under immense pressure. <coughs> yes. Well, it's kind of like it's analogous to the real world, where people that live in a high altitude <coughs> area are mm-hmm. already set for that climate, and they don't have trouble breathing or whatever. They're just that's just what they know. That's just right. how yeah. they live. Mm-hmm. So exactly. it's kind of like that. Exactly. Well, and, and and but like, and that's something that they've been doing a good point to highlight in. New 52 yeah. in the comics is that Aquaman is a badass. Yeah, He's almost right. as strong as Superman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, and there's a part where he throws down with Superman and it is epic. Yeah. Um, Superman, yeah, he can fly, um, which, but you know, Aquaman can fly underwater. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, and if he needs to fly, we can catch a ride on a shark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, and, but they, and they did a good job of making Aquaman just. In just generically badass as opposed to situationally badass. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, and, and with... Uh, there, uh, I like uh, the other thing with, between Mira and him is she knows all these things and he's you know first comes off like this, you know, bumpkin. But then he starts pulling out his, you know, pulling out things from his education. Right. Like, they, well, only well, only Pompey was a king. So. Yeah, only this one was a king. He's like, how do you know this stuff? You know, how do you know right. that? Um, well, that was a fun. That was a fun dynamic. Is that like he didn't know he Aquaman? Ironically, knew next to nothing about Atlantis, and she knew next to nothing about, about the surface, surface world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they leaned on each other and yeah. you know yeah. complimented each other. And I love he gives her the flower and she eats it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, what I love was how he just like eats it to go along with it. Yeah. He's just like, like, all right, whatever. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna rock the boat here. Yeah. It's like okay. Yeah. <laughs> Which is yeah. Which then press you know precipice on a badass fight scene for both of them. Yeah, yeah they both really get cool. really great fights. He like yeah. he throws down with Black Manta and she throws down with like six, six people. Six Atlanteans, <laughs> yeah. And I gotta say, that was a tragedy what happened to all those beautiful bottles of wine. And the wine shop, oh my god. Yeah. Oh, I, was that was that such my, a... I was watching that with my wife and she's like, no. <laughs> Why? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. Well, I, I hear you. The that's, good that's news is it was all CG wine. <laughs> yeah, but isn't that more expensive than just getting actual wine? 
Yeah, but it was never. Yeah, real but it, but it, it, but it wasn't real. It wasn't safe for human consumption. Well, that's so like. No wine was wasted in the making of this picture. Right. It just looked like wine. Well, actually, I'm sure there was still some actual wine, probably. Or yeah. But I love that moment but you realize right, right. Oh, hey. But, you know, the other thing is that she does that, and she's 60 feet from a fountain. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like... Yeah, but she was a lot closer to the wine. To the wine. True, true. And it's a lot better... Uh, yeah. Visual. Also, it looks it's cool because it's red. Yeah, and it just yeah. comes... It's like this blast, blast way, you know, knocking him out of there. Yeah, it's um, pretty cool. Yeah, and, and I love that, I mean, so she gets, yeah, she's fighting like six guys. He's fighting Manta, you know, on dry land, and it just, and the unexpected thing all the way through is you've got this guy talking about the dangers of Atlantis, the dangers of Atlantis, you know, and then he shows up at the end saving Black Manta, you know, it's like, oh my god, we just got a sideways villain, <laughs> you know. Which which uh, which character? The, um... In the in the early part of the movie, the, the 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 insane doctor. Oh, him the the guy who everyone thought was a quack. Yeah, because yeah. he realized that Atlantis was a thing. Because he had actually realized. By the way, there's Atlant Atlantis is a place. Right? Yeah, there's something. In the comics, there. that's a thing where like Volko is always working discredit him to protect Atlantis and Arthur. Yeah, like there's like a back and forth there where it's like he tries to. You know, he tries to keep, hey, hey, this is a thing. Listen to me, everyone. And, like, Volko's, like, messing with him and stuff. It's pretty funny. Yeah. It's like it's like a disinformation campaign to protect Arthur, more or less. <laughs> and, of course, you know, that, that evolves from there because at some point, obviously, Atlantis is revealed to the world. And, and then mean, a, big, a big through line about it is the efforts of Arthur to have, like... Are, to have Atlantis be like a recognized entity and have yeah, like, like they join the United Nations diplomatic relations <laughs> and all that stuff. Yeah, exactly. The chair rec it. represents recognizes the representative from Atlantis. Well, that was a God. I can't believe I'm saying that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was actually a thing. That was a that was a story beat in the comics in the New Fifty Two was when uh, Arthur, you know, acts this acts as this uh, you know diplomat emissary whatever. I mean, obviously he's the king, but you know what I mean. <laughs> Uh, and then there's a point where he's trying to uh, establish an Atlantean embassy in America, mm-hmm. and Black Manta obviously is trying to screw it all over. Yeah, uh, and that was pretty interesting. It's also like how Diana ends up being the uh, rep- the representative of the United Nations from Themyscira. Right. Yeah. I like how and then Wakanda, of course. You know, yeah, well, we have all these fictional areas that yeah. are. Yeah, except Wakanda is a different universe. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. I'm crossing the streams. Right. Yeah, a little bit. But I'm just saying the theme yeah, is totally po- the theme is a thing. Totally it's like fictional yeah. land is now in the international. Yeah, area. but it is. But I think it is cool that that's something that, like, Wakanda is about the only one I can think of. Like, there are a bunch. Like, the Savage Lands never never shows up in the United Nations. Latveria. Latveria. Okay. Simparia. Yeah. Uh, okay, maybe I'm just crazy. Maybe I'm just yeah. crazy. Yeah, that very is where my mind went to. Yeah, well, yeah, Doom, but uh, there, there are several fictional. Uh, Which imitates know. life quite accurately because there are plenty of uh, you know despotic, terrible nations that are officially right. part of the. Well, uh, I would like to point out mm-hmm. that's not fair. Latveria is actually a very nice place to live. I didn't say it wasn't nice to live. I said it was despotic. Yes, <laughs> but you said you said despotic and terrible. Well, okay, that's fair. Um, yeah. It, I, w- I would posit that if the like, leader of the nation is trying to take over the world on a regular basis, that that's terrible. Well, the re- but one of the reasons I've always liked Doctor Doom, and I realize it's a massive, uh, d- mm-hmm. you know, foray, but yeah. Doctor Doom, the reason he wants to run, the reason he wants to take over the world is because he turned Latveria from a butthole third world country into this, into this seeming utopia, 
and he's pretty sure he could just run the world just as well. Yeah, he did. He did run the world for a little while. He used the Purple Man to do it, and he gave up because it got boring. Yeah. (laughs) But it's like a dog, you know. Yeah. But one of the cards, like, well, now I've done it. Now what do I do with with this thing? (laughs) Yeah, this thing's too big to chew on. But um, (laughs) to get back to Aquaman, yeah, um, which which ended up in the end, that was what you know King Orm was wanting to do was take over the undersea, then he would take over the surface world yeah. and everything would be okay. Which well, a lot no. of it too is just it was uh was just um was just cold uh, like ice cold um premeditation practicality stuff where he's he's like, okay, sooner or later, based on how the surface world acts, they're gonna come for us. So let's hit them first. I mean, either that or they're just gonna pollute the world pollute the ocean so bad that we're just fucked. Well either way, there's just there was a there was yeah. a very low key environmental message in it. It wasn't super Well and the thing But was, the first his first yeah. act of aggression was kicking all the pollution out of the ocean. Yeah. Which yeah. W- which made for a really interesting little Huh. Yeah, that that's actually kinda topical. Well, and, and the, I love that there were a lot of places where, yeah, I mean, the places they were using at the, that she was using to hide her vehicle was a bunch of cargo containers on the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. You know? Of course, I love the whole thing of, it smells like such and such. Well, it smells better than you. <laughs> you know? And he's like, woo! Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. Well, I, that, there's a lot of moments in the movie where, and of course, this a lot of this is just Jason Momoa's acting chops. Is where he can say so much with just a facial expression. He doesn't need to explicitly say the thing. He can just react or do a thing, and you're like, "Yeah, I basically got a whole line or two of dialogue out of a quick look on his face." You know? Yeah. Well, he's got those eyebrows too. Yeah, yeah very expressive eyebrows. He's like he has, a lot of people give him discredit, like don't give him enough credit for his acting ability because a lot of people are like uh, he's just a big Chad. Um, no, he's I, not a Chad. I don't, I don't think so. No, because I mean, he got. He's his... definitely a bro, but he's a good kind of bro. Right. right. Bro, his... bro has too many not con- negative connotations. There, there are different yeah. flavors, different varieties of bro. Yeah. Yeah. He is more the you know art of manliness, um, you know, dude. He's not a bro. He's a dude. Um, That's fair. He's more of a dude than a bro. Yeah. yeah. And it um, gets the muddy. The waters get muddy because people use the term "dude bro." Right. But, you know, <laughs> but and the thing is, is Jason Momoa got his start on Stargate. Yeah, as a uh, Stargate Atlantis. Yeah, I forgot Ronan. about that. Oh, as Ronan. Don't you love? He gets his start. I mean, I know this has been pointed out on the internet before, but he gets his start Star- on Stargate Atlantis, Atlantis, and then becomes Aquaman, King of Atlantis. King of Atlantis. <laughs> oh, you know. Yeah. Didn't realize that was him. Yeah, full really, circle. Yeah, yeah, full circle. Yeah, good stuff. Wow. Good stuff. I love the picture that circulates from time to time of the of him and his two bodyguards. Yeah, the mini bosses. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to be so jacked. But, well, I want to be as jacked as Jason Momoa, so that my bodyguards look like mini bosses you have to beat to fight me. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's bigger than his bodyguards. Yeah. He, well, not only is he bigger, like he's jacked. Right. Yeah. But he's also like Jason Momoa is also like really he's like six eight. Mm-hmm. So he's also about a head and shoulders above his bodyguards in terms of actual right. height. Exactly. Now I'm sure his bodyguards are you know heavily armed. Yeah, well, but... and, uh, yeah, and, and wearing vests. <coughs> yeah. 
it reminds me of of a uh, it kind of reverse of. Have you ever seen that picture of Arnold Schwarzenegger with Wilt Chamberlain and Andre and the Giant? Andre the Giant, and they're <laughs> yeah. picking him up. You know, yeah, and he's like, this right is like there, fucking but... Conan the Barbarian. Well, it's because Arnold's actually not all that. He's like five six, five six. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's, he's like five six, five seven. Yeah, he's yeah. never tall. He's just big. He's yeah. bulky. Yeah. Well, him and him and. Uh, uh, Oh, Rambo. Uh, Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, Sly Stallone. Sly Stallone, yeah. I was, it, it was funny as shit. I went to the uh, to one of the the original Hard Rock Cafe. Uh-huh. And they have their, their handprints there. And I put my handprint in there. My hands are bigger than Arnold's. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Arnold's or Sly Stallone, they don't have really big hands. I'm going, my God. <laughs> you know? Um, but yeah, it, it's just like the reverse of that. It's just you know, it's like he's massive and these yeah. two, these two normal guys. And he and well, I mean, that's why he makes an effective, like he made that he made the classic Aquaman suit look not entirely stupid. He made yeah. the classic Aquaman suit look fucking badass. Yeah, I, I was I was glad to see. I wasn't him. too big on how on on the extension of the cuffs of the gloves. Mm. But you know what? I, I I couldn't fault it too badly because you know I was just like I wish I had something I feel not that good. Yeah, that was, that was another mm-hmm. imp- that was another thing that uh, impressed. Well, you me. know, if it was tailored for you, yeah, visually, is that they're able to take such a, uh, a, a comic costume that can look so dumb and make it actually look legit. Yeah. yeah. Well, well so they took it from orange to gold first of all. Yeah. Yeah, they they made it less orange, yeah. But and and I love that the other thing. Although there's there's also a small less small disconnect there. <clears throat> when he took the trident did the armor just like zap onto him or did he actually like bother to like completely loot the body? Yeah. Because he went in there in a sweater. Yeah, right. and he came out in yeah I in wondered, a knit sweater. I wondered about that the moment he came back out. I'm like, so what exactly happened there? So did he just take the armor off the dead body? Loot the body situation. Like I wonder. <laughs> or was know. it or was it more of a you know osmosis thing where it just kind of attached yeah. itself to him, like a mystic thing? Yeah, I don't know. But I, I loved the whole whole dynamic between him and the kraken. It wasn't actually a, the kraken. It was well, the, yeah, the kraken. whatever. Yeah, but it was the kraken. Yes. <laughs> It like effectively a kraken. The kaiju. I, it, it's <laughs> definitely the sort of thing where like I'm sure there exists a an outtake on the B roll uh-huh. where as they're about to head out, Jason probably says, "All right, let's unleash the, the kraken. kraken," because you know he's probably that because he's a very he's a very nerdy guy. Oh yeah. Um, so you, you got to figure that that's probably something that he's a ner- he's a very I'm nerdy sure guy who drinks German beer and throws axes. Yeah. 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 Which, I feel like this is the sort of thing that would that that is the sort of thing that Jason Momoa would want to say. Release the Kraken! Oh wait, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, the whole idea of you know I'm not worthy. Yeah. You know I, I'm just right. I'm just trying to do the right thing. And that is what makes you worthy. Is it's very cliche. That's what makes you beautiful. Yeah. Well, you're yeah, just realizing you're not coming here as yeah. being worthy. It's, you know, you're you're coming here just to do the thing. Yeah, right. Know? And he does, he wasn't there yes. for glory. The, the the old cliche is you know I only is that the first step of wisdom is is acknowledging one's ignorance. Um, yeah. I mean, it's not a bad saying at all, but still, it's it's a cliche. Yeah. Yeah, but on the upside, it's a cliche so, for a reason. On right. the upside, when he got the trident, it suddenly made it so that his his uh, fish telepathy powers were at full force, and he could command the deep. 
Yes, over so, 9,000. So, yeah. <laughs> guess what, guys? There, there's, there's this great, there's this great image that I have seen of. Um, it, it's, it used to be the, the page image on the TV tropes page. What do you mean hard? What, why do you? It is. I'm, I'm sorry. Not what do you mean hard is a, what do you mean hard is a crappy power notes. Hard is an awesome power, <laughs> and it's a picture of, um, of. Uh, Aquaman standing on the shoulders of Cthulhu as he rises from the ocean. <laughs> um, yeah. Because that 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 is it's like yep, heart is a badass power. Because guess what? I control everyone that doesn't that isn't sentient down here. Yeah, and, and, and apparently even I have a pretty good rapport with the Kraken, which is sentient. Yeah. yeah. Well, he, it mean it meant he could understand it. Yes. You know, and so. Which, yeah, which led to one, I, you know, it may have been rushed, but that was one badass fight scene. Yeah. The random crab people, and like, I, 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 okay, I'm, I'm, before that, I'm, I'm sorry, but Orange should have been executed by palace guards the absolute fucking second he killed the king of the fishermen. Because he just murders him in cold blood right there in the goddamn throne room. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, you got you know, <coughs> to understand is there. You know, it wasn't just him; it was the other king, and you know they had those massive fucking subs. You know, it's just like it was. It, it was like, is this worth everyone killing each other over? Like all yeah. of the kingdoms of Atlantis. I, I mean, killing it's each not other. like it. it it's not even a question of, of merit and value. It's secret service need to do their fucking job. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was, that was, that was another thing that I was up that like this, that should not have happened. Um, but then again, different culture. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, aside, you know, that and Africa by Pitbull, those are the two, <laughs> my two main problems. Yeah. Um, but, um, and I gotta say, we, we got really lucky that um, that one statue hadn't fallen over. Oh, I know, right? Yeah, after the video. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or hadn't lost an arm, you know? Yeah. Well, mind you, this is after all the big waves come in, right? I mean, it, yeah. at the beginning of the movie, it's like all these tidal waves and shit. And yeah, like, pushes all the pollution and ships out of the ocean for a second. But fortunately, that Greece. statue is still standing just <laughs> yeah. fine in Greece. Yeah. Because, you know, it's not like Greece is near the water or anything. Right. No. Yeah, it's not like this wasn't an, an island because it was, it was like, what, wasn't it Corsica? Yeah, Wasn't it the island of fucking Corsica? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe islands didn't count. Maybe it was just islands. I don't know. I don't know. You know, because they they would run the other side of the wave. But still, yeah. Yep. And I'm trying to remember how they got the water when they were in the desert. Um. Well, Jason was gonna pee on it, but then uh, Mira just took some sweat off his face yeah. instead. Yeah. That's right. It's like. Yeah. By the way, just as an aside. It's a good thing Mary's a good guy because she is one. She has one of the most horrific powers out yeah. there. Like she can just make you a swallow, like a like a, a shriveled up husk from your own, like you know. Well, I was surprised that with the guys, all the guys that she was fighting, water. she didn't just use the water in their armor. That would have been too yeah, you easy. Think, it takes right? concentration yeah. and maybe maybe. Well, yeah, they did establish that she had to like really get into it. 
like in both instances where she did that with Arthur and his dad. So maybe when you're in a thick of an actual fight, you don't have the time and concentration to actually do that level of finesse. You yeah, but then she did the wine stuff. Yeah, <laughs> then she did the wine. Yeah. Oh well. I think it's easier when it's just like its own thing. I mean, obviously, it's not I, like there's hard and fast it, rules about it. Listen, ben, her powers work like this. Ben, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you why. She didn't mess with the water in those Atlantean guys' suits. Wasn't in the script. It would have been a really <laughs> boring movie if she. It would have been a really boring fight scene if she had. She would have just been like, yeah. shoop, and they all would have fallen down, and then it wouldn't. Have, they wouldn't have been able to get a twenty-minute action piece out of it. Right, right. True. True. The powers work exactly how they need to work for the scene. Right. That's it's just like it. who would win in a fight between those? It depends on who's writing it. Yeah. It's just like we're talking about <laughs> Castlevania and, Be- and Belmont's whip is exactly as long as it needs to yes. be for the scene. <laughs> just like Batman's cape is always yeah. exactly as long as it billows just enough, <laughs> just enough to be dramatic. To work. Yeah. Right, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cape faking is good. Uh, <laughs> cheating the cape. <laughs> Indeed. Because when he's up in the air and big, like it, you know, it's about twelve feet long. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, another random thought I had in watching this movie is, I wonder what the pilot that took them into Africa is telling everyone. Like, holy shit, you guys! They just jumped out of the plane. <laughs> like, or is he reporting that at all? Uh, no, no, I took off with zero passengers because they jumped out of the plane. I also want to know who doesn't know that Arthur Curry's Aquaman. Like, how is this a secret? Like. In Justice League, he's openly talking about... Well, actually, if anything, it's it's him openly talking about Bruce Wayne being Batman. That's bullshit right there, but I digress. <laughs> well, no, it's... Um, They're like, who is the Aquaman? And it's like, you have an entire town that knows he's Aquaman. Yeah. And these well, are... Well, that's because the, the, no one goes to that one town in Massachusetts and drinks at the, at the dive bar. I don't know. The bar's like, pretty full to me. Yeah, but that's just because Arthur was there, and he he got friends in low places. <laughs> yeah, jeez, the puns. But well, I wasn't even thinking about it in that in that regard. But <laughs> talk about a deep cut. But yeah, oh. <laughs> seriously, did yeah. I'm guessing it's get out of my house. Fan. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, I don't know. That now that fun. would be a more fun song to put on the soundtrack <laughs> in the Toto song. Yes. I got friends in low <laughs> places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but no, but but like at the bar. Maybe. My, my yeah. whole thing was. Like the type of people with whom that that with whom he has the open secret of oh yeah by the way I'm Aquaman yeah are the type of people that the researchers aren't going to talk to and aren't going to talk to researchers I hear the Aquaman lives here nope <laughs> the fuck are you right I mean, they're small you? town fishermen it's, yeah it's small potatoes compared yep. to Superman putting on a pair of glasses and getting the curl out of his hair right, yeah. enough to conceal his identity so, so actually, you know, there, actually yeah there, there is a yeah I was about to share the same story <laughs> there's actually a really interesting uh, story of this very thing happening Christopher Reeve while they were shooting Superman I think 2 um, would go into a diner and get lunch and when he was in the Superman costume everybody you know fell all over him trying to get autographs and shit. Right. And a couple times we went in there in his Clark Kent costume, nobody noticed it was Christopher Reed. <laughs> <laughs> that is the most meta thing of all time. Well, I love and it. The, the thing is, is in Superman <laughs> 1, Christopher Reeve does it on screen. Yeah. I mean, where he, he goes into, the, he's going to tell Lois, he's got a moment where he's going to, you know, because he's, he's in there as Clark, and, well, Lois, I, and, and whoa, glasses come off. He strains. The posture changes. The posture changes. He changes the angle of the the way he holds his head, and his voice changes. And suddenly, I'm going, oh, 
<laughs> you know, oh my god, yeah. he caught Kent Super... Oh wait, I knew that. <laughs> there are actually a lot of very fun examples of people not recognizing people that you think would be easily recognizable. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, well, and, and my other favorite well, example there... It, so. yeah. my, my other favorite example there is that Dolly Parton once took third place in a Dolly Parton lookalike okay. contest... And one of the people she lost to was a drag queen. Oh, yeah, that's gotta hurt your pride. No, because looking to a drag queen, I mean, that's that's the totally <laughs> an exaggeration of yeah, this is everything that Dolly Parton is. Yeah, well, I mean, no, it's and, and but but like it's still Dolly and Charlie Chaplin didn't even like completely lost a Charlie Chaplin right. lookalike contest. Yeah, that's the classic example. Robert Downey Jr. Uh, took I think third place in a Robert Downey Jr. lookalike contest once. <laughs> Right. This happens like all the time. Celebrities entering lookalike contests of themselves <laughs> is actually a semi-common thing if you're vain enough, it's so or if you think it's going to be funny enough. Oh well, yeah, I think it's just simple curiosity. It's like this will be so much Humor, fun, not and vanity. frequently they lose. Yeah, yeah. Like and the people who said that Robert Downey, like that RDJ didn't win, said that he that said that his chin was too small. Or something along, like it was something like now there, there's there's something off about it's like <laughs> right and it's, it's, and it's like you want to look at my damn driver's license <laughs> right yeah well and um, I was thinking because there was something all something about that oh okay there was a scene in one of the uh, in the in a DC version where the Justice League gets together I'm trying to remember it wasn't Justice League War. Um, one of the anime movies? Yeah, one of the anime movies. Where, uh, you know... It wasn't Justice League War, by the way, where Batman said things. It was Justice League Doomsday, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Doomsday, yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah, because I think it was Justice League War where uh, where Darkseid is doing his initial invasion. Mm-hmm. Is where yeah. we see the yeah. cyborg. And he's going, is like, uh, I do my homework. Clark, or is like, you know, Clark Kent is like, I do my homework. He's like, all right, Bruce Wayne. Flash is like, or was it uh, Hal or somebody's like, I have no idea who either of those guys are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, isn't there isn't there a scene in one where Batman just like names everyone's secret identity? This was in the in the first Justice League animated show. Um, while they were they were in a um, <laughs> they were in during the in the season finale. Um, seri- actually, it was a series finale. Themyscira was invo- was invade or not Themyscira. Um, sorry, the Anagar. place that the, yeah, the, Themyscira was was invading. Uh-huh. And they had to go undercover, right? And they end up in a clothes shop, and Batman says, "We we gotta ditch the costumes. They're looking for us." And and uh, the Flash is like, "Whoa, whoa, guys! I mean, you're my friends and all, but my secret identity is my secret." At which point, at which point, Batman <laughs> says, "Wally West, uh, Wally West, John Jones, Diana, Clark Kent." Bruce Wayne. <laughs> yeah, it was great. It was yeah. one of the best mic moments. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of, yeah, keeping it keeping a secret identity around Batman is just, you know, it's it's an existential yeah. futility. It's my second favorite fe- uh, scene about the Flash's secret identity. The first one is the one where Lex <laughs> Luthor ends up in the Flash's body for a moment for some oh, reason. Yeah. yeah. It's Pulls like the mask off. at least I can find out, at least I can identify, at least I can learn the Flash's secret and he pulls off his mask, looks himself in the mirror. I, I have, have no, no idea, idea who, who this, this man, man is. <laughs> right. So yeah, Arthur Curry's identity being secret, I mean, yeah, it just it works. Uh, I mean, it just well, it's kind of beside the point. Yeah. It's just a it was just a little side gripe. Yeah, no, the yeah. The, the, the who is Aquaman is a question. 
I'm pretty sure that it's if not, we were in it's not one really of those... a secret identity. Yeah. Like he doesn't try to keep his identity, at least in the comics he doesn't. It's just them it's just the media going, Oh hey, who is this mysterious figure? Yeah, it's it's much more like the sort of thing that I'm sure that when you're at the bar with uh, with Arthur, yeah. after he's done something and he's made the news again, it's on the news, and he's like, everybody, shut up, shut up, they're going to talk about me on the news. Right? <laughs> and they do, and it's like, who is Aquaman? <laughs> you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. So. Yeah, he doesn't really, I mean, he doesn't really care so much in the comics. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's, I mean, he's the king of the seven seas. What is, why do you care? Yeah. Right. And that's the thing, too, is like, uh, the people he, the, the the people that are like his family and stuff are like people that can take care of themselves anyway, like yeah. Mira and people that are actually in Atlantis. It's not like he has some like you know. It's not like he has a uh, Aunt May to protect or something. Yeah, and, exactly. his, and his dad's a <laughs> badass old lighthouse keeper. Right. Who's gonna show up at his <laughs> house with a bunch lawn. of mafia thugs? You know, it's like, you know, and his mom is like, don't make me, <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't make me call my wife. <laughs> Y'all better leave. My wife's gonna get pissed. Oh, really? It's like suddenly, you know, guys with limbs and getting yeah. in directions they shouldn't. Yep. Yep. Well, it, it it's it's like the uh, to to stay in DC for a moment. It's like the the Morgan Freeman Batman uh, Dark Knight. Right. Mm-hmm. So you're telling me that you think that your employer, <laughs> a multimillionaire, multimillionaire, billionaire, yeah, whatever, a multimillionaire. <laughs> Secretly goes out at night and beats and and beats criminals uh, in into a coma with his bare hands, and your plan is to blackmail this person. Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like, have you thought this plan through? I'm going to blackmail a superhero. I'm going to blackmail Batman. Batman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude who can get into work across the streams just a little bit. Not a great plan. Yeah. <laughs> Say, I mean, on the one hand, if someone asks you if you're a god, say yes. If someone asks if you're worthy, say no. <laughs> oh, that was other piece of, uh, of geek news that we missed. Um, they're, Ghostbusters. They've been talking about a uh, a sequel that will be in universe with Ghostbusters one and two. Yeah. Yep. That apparently has the three remaining Ghostbusters on board for it. I yeah, that's cool. Super I'm old, so I don't know. Well, they're not. I, I don't think they're going to be. The protagonists. They're just gonna like. They're gonna. Pass the torch I, I think they're gonna be yeah, passing torch mentors. Yeah, that is. We, we see because yeah, Bill, Bill Bill Murray is super old. Uh, Dan Aykroyd <laughs> is super crazy. I'm sorry if you have, if you have watched like brief editorial if you have watched his ads for his uh, his Crystal Head vodka. He comes off like a very fun nut job. Mm. You should watch those videos sometimes. I'll check it out. But he, he he spends three minutes before he even mentions the word vodka in his YouTube ad. The first three minutes are talking about the existence of of UFOs and ghosts and what everything else. By the way, he doesn't know how to YouTube because that's not how you do it. If you're trying to advertise something, you get to the point. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, he's Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. He's Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. In well, any case, you know, it, it, it's an old it's, person it's, trying to internet. No offense. But, it's a right. it, it's a very it's a very <laughs> interesting watch. We had to get the obligatory Ben's old joke. <laughs> right. I was saying back in my day. Well, and, well, <laughs> obviously, Ben. He's not no offense. Your YouTube videos are kind of hard to watch. They're not as hard to watch as Dan Aykroyd's was. Okay. Well, I was going to say the. Uh, I mean, no offense in saying that, but you ramble a little bit. 
Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> I, I was gonna say, obviously, you know, I'm joking because you know how to internet quite well. <laughs> you internet daily. You internet all the time. Yeah. <laughs> this is true. I mean, I sell books over the internet. So. Yes. <laughs> yep. Your update videos, I feel, could use a little bit of editing, though. Yeah, th there's a lot of editing I don't know how to do. So. That's fair. But anyways, um, so yeah, I mean, I think we kind of covered all the really high yeah. points and low points. At least the Kraken was a lot of fun. Oh, uh, I, I did want to point out, I really enjoyed the octopus playing the drums. Oh, uh, yeah, that was random. Yeah, it was, you know, it's random like, shot is random. So how many people, <laughs> so like, a bus for no particular reason... The, oh, hey, there's really, an octopus playing the drums. Well, there's also kind of a problem <laughs> with that. I mean, you had an octopus playing the drums. But who told him or taught him? But, yeah, who... Because Aquaman wasn't around. Yeah, because... <laughs> yeah. Yes, they have, They have like, the this badass, like, crocodiles and... Well, they domesticate. Yeah, so why not? But... If they can ride into battle, why can't they teach him how to play a simple drum roll, right? Because that's a lot harder to, to, to learn than riding something into battle. Eh, I don't know. Go forward is a lot easier to train than... Hit things in a rhythm, I guess. In any case, yeah, you're that... putting way too much thought into it. Yes, I am. <laughs> and uh, and I would argue that nobody said it was a complicated or complex rhythm. For all we know, it's just a simple drum roll, like da 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 da. Like it's basically like two in or three movements. Right. But yeah. But but given that, that important Aquaman topic. is apparently the only person that can talk to animals or to fish, because like. The Kraken was like, you're the first one that's ever been able to understand me since him. But. Yeah. Well, they all have different different abilities. Just and also, probably. you know. You also have to survive the, you know, the, the trench creatures before you get there. If they, yeah. if they are able to, you know, domesticate these beasts or whatever without talking to them per se, then... Sure, why not have an octopus play the drums? It's not a big deal. It's just it was it was fun to go off on for a second. It's just we're pretty little, much out of time. It's a throwaway shot that I know. Yeah. We're at a minute. We're we're at an hour thirty. So so final uh, thoughts, gentlemen. It was fun. Um, yeah. And would well, you recommend it? Yes, I would recommend it. Um, I would too. My to to get back to my standard rating scale of <laughs> um, of would I pay to see it again? Maybe. Yeah. Like. I could see, like, I would absolutely go see it again if I didn't have to pay for it. Right. But I could totally see someone saying, like, a friend of mine who I haven't hung out with in a while, saying, hey, I haven't seen Aquaman, you want to go see Aquaman? Be like, yeah, sure. Right. And me going and still buying my That's ticket. That's about how I feel about it. Yeah, if someone wanted to go, I'd, I'd go with them, but, like, I'm not going to I would not actively see seek out time. to go see it a second time. I haven't actively yeah. sought out to see it a second time, so, you know. Yeah. See, I watched... Aquaman and Spider-Man on the same day. You mean Spider-Verse? Oh, Spider-Verse? Yeah. Spider I still haven't seen Spider-Verse. Yeah, it's really fucking time. good. It is really, really good. Mm -hmm. um, We're not going to do that. We're not going to do an episode on that one as much as it would be good just because we want to spread out the reviews a little bit more. Yeah, yeah and we got... Since we only record every other week now, too, so... Yeah, and we've got... Uh, we've got well, I know what we can do is... Uh, why don't we... Uh, whenever we do Spider-Man Far From Home, we'll, we'll just do a mini thing for the first Spider part of yeah. Spider-Verse. Yeah. That, that's a good idea. We'll get double spider yeah. episode going. Next time, we will talk to you about something else and we'll work out what that thing will be eventually. Um... In the meantime, this has been Neil. The one true Ben. And Mike. And we will talk to you next time on Geek Anthology.
This podcast is a production of Working Theory Productions. It was brought to you by the letter R and the number 69. Opening theme is Ultra Mega Hyperstorm, and ending theme is March of the Mind, both by Kevin McLeod. Interstitial this week was Soap and Water by A Rival over at ocremix.org. If you enjoyed this podcast or know someone who would, please consider sharing it on your social media, sending us an email, leaving us a comment. If you're listening on iTunes, please rate us. Also, please check out our Twitter and Facebook pages for links to interesting things, our Discord, and regular updates. If you really enjoyed this podcast, please consider supporting us either by making a one-time donation on our website or a reoccurring one at Patreon, patreon.com slash working theory. A final thought. I do bless the rains down in Africa, but that cover was just bad. (laughs) ¶¶